Hey guys, what's up? It is Allie on the Allie McGee podcast, and I am here with Mr. Eric Jesperson, who is a principal of McNary High School, which is part of the Salem-Kaiser Public School District. He is an incredible family man who has worked hard to get to where he is today as an administrator. As a leader, he is making massive transformations within his school and helping students graduate on time by giving them the skills to be successful for the real world when high school is over. During today's episode, you'll learn about Eric and his personal journey as to where he got to where he is today, what leadership means to him, how leaders don't always need titles, the importance of goal setting, planning, and ultimately how to set yourself up for success when setting big goals. Stay tuned for an awesome episode. Eric is dropping knowledge bombs the whole time. Hey guys, what's up? It is Allie on the Allie McGee podcast, and I'm here with Eric Jesperson, who is the principal at McNary High School. Um, this episode is near and dear to my heart because he's actually the first um, leader in the Salem-Kaiser uh, School District who I've been able to, you know, chat with an interview, and he's actually the principal at the um, high school that I graduated from, so this one's, I'm very excited, and he's going to drop a ton of knowledge bonds on us, so I can't wait. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Allie. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, I'm super excited to pick your brain. So let's just jump right into it. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, your educational background? And um, I kind of already went into it a little bit, but what you do for a living and how long you've been with the school district? Yeah, so I have been in education for 22 years. Um, started my teaching career uh, in 1998 up at uh, Sandy High School, taught there for six years. And uh, my wife and I moved to the Salem Kaiser area uh, in 2005. And I was a history teacher uh, and an instructional coach later on at McNary. Uh, was an assistant principal for four years at McKay from 2010 to 14, and then have been a principal of McNary ever since. So um, it's been a great, great journey and uh, I'm enjoying every step of the way. Oh, I love that. Um, wow, your story is so cool. You've been with the school district forever. Um, it's, I love seeing that because my mom was with the school district for <laughs> literally forever. So it's just- a retirement party. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I love that because you're at McNary where I graduated from and then you were the assistant principal over at McKay where she was for just about her entire career. Um, so, wow, that's awesome. Such Salem-Kaiser is so small, everyone knows everyone. <laughs> yeah, Tracy Tracy and I worked uh, worked together. I think I even supervised her for a few years and she's a wonderful person to work with. Oh, I love yeah. that, oh my gosh. Uh, she'll, I'll have to tell her that we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's- I had your sister too, by the way. Oh, really? I and I, yeah, yeah. Oh my, in class? In class, uh huh. Oh, and I think you might have coached my cousin in basketball, Grant Kessel. Oh, yeah, that's I, I always forget that. Yeah, of course, yeah. I know Grant very well. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Went to his wedding, 
<laughs> yeah. Whoa. I was there too. I was there too. Wow. This is a small world. This is so crazy. Yeah. yeah he was always raving about you. Um, which is, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Um, so let's just jump right into some leadership. What does leadership mean to you? I think leadership to me is about influencing behavior. Um, and, uh, in a school of our size, we have 2000 students and a hundred or so teachers, and then another 50 or 60, um, you know, classified employees. It's, it's, uh, it's just influencing behavior. And, um, and I think doing it in a way that, that shares a vision, uh, that people can get behind. And so my job is to really, uh, to set that vision, have our school, our staff, our students understand where we're going and why we're going there. And, and to just kind of cultivate a, the, the why, you know, cultivate the, why are we doing this? What, why are we doing this professional development or why am I asking students to do this or that and uh, trying to get them on the same page. And it's, it can be messy uh, at times. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of different personalities with a lot of different backgrounds and experiences. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's, that's my role. And, um, uh, you see a lot of organizations that, that have their sort of a rudderless ship. People don't really understand the, the purpose. Yeah. I think every high school has to have their own unique purpose. I, I think just saying to educate kids isn't good enough. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a little bit more. I, I believe in branding. Um, so I, you know, I talk about McNary being different from other schools. Um, we strive to be a world-class high school. Our mission statement is to be bold enough to be the best at educating, nurturing, and inspiring. Um, and so we, you know, we, we want to be uniquely different. And, and then we have specific programs that again are, are unique to us and, and create a sense of, of, of pride in what we're doing. So to me, that that's all part of leadership. Mm, I love that. Wow. Wow. That's a great mission statement. Um, I think that's a huge piece. You have to be so clear on your mission and vision, um, especially as at the person being the person at the top. You have to be so clear about it, so then you can, you know, encourage and coach people along the way to get there too. Because, like you said, it can be messy, and people are coming from all different types of backgrounds, education levels. Um, so, getting them all in the same boat takes a lot, but it helps when you're very clear. Cause like you said, otherwise it'll be very wishy-washy when, you know, we're not clear about the thing at the top. Um, so does personal integrity have a lot to do with leadership and, you know, doing the right thing, no matter, you know, maybe even if the majority isn't, you know, on board with it or is questioning how important is it to kind of stand your ground and, you know, stay true to what you know is right and that kind of thing. I, I, well, it's everything. Um, you know, if if uh, if I've got a really great idea that makes all the sense in the world, but people don't believe in me as a human being, then I, I'm not going to lead them in that direction. In fact, they may do the exact opposite simply because they don't believe in me as a human being. Um, and so, um, and, and likewise, I've I've had some really stupid, awful ideas too. And um, um, I, I, I think I've been given some grace by, by people that have worked for me and work with me uh, and that they hopefully know that I'm, I'm trying to do what's best by kids and best by, by our adults and best by our community. So having, having integrity um, 
being transparent, being, being truthful, um, giving, giving grace as well as receiving grace. All these things are super important for leadership. Um, and you know, the other thing is humility, uh, goes right along with, with integrity. Um, I don't have all the answers. Uh, I, I don't pretend to, but, but like you and I were talking before this podcast began, there's great value in, in having mentors and asking questions and being reflective. Um, and then, but at the end of the day, I mean, we have to decide, you know, you have to make decisions and some of them are hard. Um, but you just try to take in as much as you can and, and, and then explain your decision as best as you can. And I, that's all part of leadership. Mm, I love that. I really love that you said that you don't have all the answers, nor do you try to pretend to have all the answers. I think excellent leaders know that. Um, but I also think that they're naturally curious and driven enough to go find the answers, whether that is, you know, asking through a mentor, researching, they just kind of go above and beyond to serve their people. Um, wow. That's absolutely, I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so I know that you coached basketball in the past. Um, so how is coaching, you know, maybe a team, a smaller team transferred over to coaching a much larger team, um, in terms of like, you know, your staff, the entire student body, things like that. Right. I think there's a lot of really good lessons that can be learned from athletics, not only from a coaching perspective, but also from a player perspective. Um, uh, having a common goal, uh, uh, providing feedback, um, that, that is what coaching is. Yeah. Um, uh, developing relationships and maintaining relationships. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about Grant just a few minutes ago and, you know, Grant, Grant and so many of, of his teammates uh, are, are just, you know, I just, I've got an incredible soft spot in my heart for those kids that, that aren't kids anymore. I mean, Grant, Grant's going to be a PE teacher just down the street now um, at Whitaker. Uh, so it's, it's uh, you know, it's really, it's, it's fun for me to, to see uh, people grow and develop um, into, into parents like what Grant is now. And, and, and so many of his, uh, you know, that he's got a teammate of his that's getting married this summer. So it's just, it's, um, it's all one, it, they all fall in together. And, uh, you know, what I tell my, what I tell my staff a lot of times is, listen, you're going to have a lot more knowledge than your kids are, your students are, but if you don't develop relationships, meaningful relationships with them and work at it, even when they're not doing exactly what you want them to do, uh, you, you've got to, you've got to maintain that relationship. And it's the same thing with coaching uh, on a basketball team. I mean, there's, there's going to be times when kids are, you know, paying attention or doing the play right or, or, or a kid is upset because they're not starting or not getting the playing time that they want or not getting as many shots as they would like. And, and, you know, you have to work through those things, um, in order to get the most, not, not every kid's going to be the starter. There is going to be a 12th guy on the bench. Right. And, and they're just as important as the person who scores all the points. It's just defining those roles, maximizing their strengths, minimizing their weaknesses, it's the same thing uh, in athletics as it is with anything else, I think. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Wow. That's awesome. So good. Your, your team just grew by, you know, a couple thousand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I look back and reflect at my time in high school, I was um, a leader in, you know, whether that was on my sports team or, you know, in the classroom, I kind of just always did my work more mm -hmm. like a quiet leader. I would lead by, you know, example. Mm 
Um, to me, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just doing what I thought I should be doing. Um, so if someone, you know, might not be in that same position, you know, and they're looking to move into a leadership role, what can they do to, you know, kind of get more responsibility, you know, from whether that's their coach or in the classroom, how can someone kind of develop themselves into a leader? You, you actually hit upon it earlier in this interview. You talked about having natural curiosity, uh, and that, to me, that, that's, that's a very important uh, aspect. Mm. Uh, I think good leaders uh, are, are folks that, that ask good questions and, and are, are thoughtful, like, how could this be done differently? What, what could be improved? Um, I can absolutely tell you, um, I did not think I would be a high school principal when I got into education. I, I truly did not. I thought I would be teaching uh, social studies and, and coaching basketball for 30 years, and then I would retire. And um, uh, while I thoroughly enjoyed that, I thoroughly enjoyed coaching and teaching, there, there did come a point um, where probably about 10 years or so into my career where I started asking questions and started you know, having wondering about, you know, why, why is our school, in this case, McNary, why, why is it uh, run this way and why do we do these things? And the more I uh, asked those questions, the more I found myself being part of the solution, <laughs> you know, like just getting slowly getting involved in certain things. But I'll also tell people that, that are seeking positions of leadership, aside from, from asking you questions, they've got to do a really good job at the job that they're doing. Mm. And, and I think that, um, you know, it's, it's an error to always be looking so far ahead to leadership positions that they lose sight of the fact that they've got to, they've got to be excellent in the current position that they're in. Mm. Um, because there is such thing as street cred. Uh, I do believe that. And I think that, um, in order to be a good leader, you have to be, uh, in, in my profession, you have to be a really good teacher. And um, so, you know, it, it's both. It, it's, it's asking questions, it's looking forward, it's setting goals, but it's also doing the very best you can in the current role that you're in. Mm, I love that you said that. Um, because when I was working in healthcare, uh, I never had a manager role, but I think anyone can be a leader in whatever role they are in. You can learn to master each task um, and do everything to 100% or the best of your ability. Um, so that is so powerful. I love that you said that. I think people always want a title, but you can be a leader without the title. Yeah, and you can have a title, not be a leader. Mm. <laughs> Big facts. I knew knowledge bombs were coming on this. Wow. I think sometimes people get a little too like too much up here in their head and it gets to them and then nothing's getting done. <laughs> so I think when people kind of work for it and they have have almost mastered each step of the way, they're naturally just kind of like rise to the occasion and kind of like yourself, you kind of ended up where you are not even thinking that you would be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a process and, and, um, you know, and, not, and everyone has, has different speeds to, to climb into leadership roles. Some, some people uh, gravitate towards that early on and, and other, other folks don't, but I, I would agree with you. I mean, there's, gosh, I just look at some of the people that work in McNary and some of the, some of the folks I know around our district and, you know, there's one superintendent and there's 
you know, just an, a handful of principals and, and maybe a little bit bigger handful of assistant principals, but man alive, there are some unbelievable leaders in our district that are teachers, mm -hmm. that are instructional assistants, uh, that are security specialists. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, um, it isn't, it isn't necessarily about the title and it's not about how much money you make either. Yeah. It's, it's really about um, having some wisdom and being uh, willing and able to impart that wisdom. Um, and, you know, they're, some of the best leaders I know are, um, you know, not, they, they aren't, they don't have the leadership title, but man, they are leaders. Mm, I love that. Wow. That's so powerful. I couldn't agree more. Um, let's kind of move into some goal setting and planning. Um, cause for me, at least in high school, I didn't learn how to set goals or plan or do any of these kind of things. But, um, I know that you have set some huge goals for being, um, you know, the principal at McNary and doing some amazing things with the school. Um, so how is planning and setting big goals for either your personal life or professional life helped you to get you to where you are today? Well, I mean, personal goals are, I, I, I want to be a really, uh, really great dad uh, to my two girls and a really great husband to my wife. Um, you know, family is important to me. And, um, you know, again, like I said earlier, no one, no one's perfect and we, we make mistakes and, and we try to grow from that. So, you know, that, that is important. I, I, I absolutely have to say that professionally, um, you know, I, I would refer back to our, our mission statement, actually. Um, I'll say it again, because every word in that mission statement actually is meaningful to us. Bold enough to be the best at educating, nurturing, and inspiring. So bold is, um, it's, you know, the, the first word we were going to use was audacious. We thought, well, that, maybe that's too, you know, maybe not everyone knows what audacious means, yeah. but everyone knows what bold means. Yeah. So we, we, when we were kind of setting the plate for what we wanted to do five or six years ago, we want bold actually was important to us. We wanted to do things that were different than every other high school around. We wanted, we wanted to be the best. We didn't want to just come to work and just be any other high school. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be the best in three areas. Uh, we wanted, we wanted, uh, we want this school to be a place that is nurturing, that that actually cares about the kids that go here, that cares about our families, care, that, that we care about our staff, mm. um, that, that genuinely, right? And so nurturing matters and um, we wanna be the best at that. Uh, we wanna be the best at inspiring kids, which means that if we just focus on running high schools like high schools have been run for the last 50 years, well, kids change, but if high schools stay the same, that's not very inspiring. So we're, we're trying really hard to create programs and change the way we teach and provide different opportunities for kids. They get them pretty fired up and excited about what their future is. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we've tried to take some risks and do some things that are out of the norm to inspire kids and inspire our staff. I mean, we've got a number of staff members over the years that were teachers that are, that, you know, we inspire them to get into leadership roles, uh, Got a, a, a few administrators that, that have gone through our, our system that are now running their own buildings, um, and and to educate. I mean, we want to. Um, I I think that uh, again, just reading out of a textbook and answering the questions at the end is not super uh, super effective way to educate. I mean, that there is a certain level of that you have to have a base level of understanding, 
but we've really pushed our staff to think differently about how we educate kids in, in, for the 21st century, uh, for, for getting into college, for being successful in college, and being successful in their careers, or if they want to go right into the trades, right into the military, um, that they're, they, they are equipped to learn and be learners. Um, all those things are important. And then, so what does that look like? We want to be a national demonstration school mm. uh, for, for AVID. Um, and AVID is a, is a, is a, a program that, that many people might know. It's a national program. Um, we, want to be, we want to be a demonstration school, which means that people are coming to our school to see how we do things. Mm. Uh, I want to have the highest graduation rate in our, in our district. Um, and we're, we're right there. I mean, we, yeah. we, we were second place last year. We're, in the, we're regularly in the night over 90% graduation right now. Wow. Uh, we want to have the highest scholarship amounts. Mm. Five years ago, we were $1.7 million in, in college scholarships. This year, we're $10.2 million. So, and it's gone up every year. So, you know, just think, things like that um, are, are super important to us. We want to win. Yeah. Uh, we want to have a, a spirit of competitiveness. Mm. And I want kids uh, saying we're world class. Yeah. And they do. You know, they're, they're, they, they're prideful in, in, in their school, which I think is, is awesome. Oh, I love that. I, the, I can tell just by how you are speaking about the school since I have been there, it has been a total 180. Cause like we were just kind of run of the mill when we, like my class went through and I can tell you my graduation rates were not like that. It was not even close. So this is so cool to hear. Like, honestly, I got to graduation. I was like, Oh, they're not coming with, or like, where is everyone? You know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, whoa. So in the 90, um, 90%, you said we were just, just under 91% last year, Wow. Uh, 82% when, when we first got here six years ago. So we've gone oh, up wow. almost 9%. Um, and we'll, we'll be, I think we're going to be over 91% this year. I mean, we'll, we'll see those official numbers actually don't come out until the fall. Yeah. It takes a while. There's some cleanup that happens, but, yeah. um, uh, yeah, and, and that you know, we want we don't want to just have like a great year. We want to like consistently be great every year. Mm, I love that, and I love that you're talking about um, you know setting people up for success, whether that's going into college, like life after college, you know, into the trades. Um, so, what is like the importance of setting goals? Um, you know, for like high goals like that to get into college, to get scholarships. Um, what is the importance of setting goals to get there and even creating a plan to get there? Cause I think a lot of people have this idea, like I want to go to college or I want to have this dream job, but it's so big, it's paralyzing for them. So they don't create like an action plan to get there. Yeah. Well, you know, the, really, I think the key to, to, to setting goals is to kind of break it down into, into tiers. Mm. Uh, I think it's extremely important to have like these big, bold, audacious goals of where you're going to be in five or 10 years, like really big goals. Like I, I want to be, you know, the president of the United States. I mean, I want to, you know, whatever I like, I really like for, you know, for you, you know, I, I want to have a podcast that has, you know, a hundred thousand people that are subscribing every, every week and just, and, and you know, you're going on, you know, Ellen and all these other TV shows to talk about how, you know, how knowledgeable and wise you are and how many people have come in, whatever, yeah. you know, and I want to be a, I want to be a principal 
that 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 people come to McNary High School and they they see you know how a high school can be run. These big five five ten year goals that's really important. It doesn't mean you're going to get there, and it doesn't mean that you'll be unsuccessful or a failure if you don't reach those big goals. But you need to have them as a framework for what are you doing today. And so you know, so that you know, one tier is like these you know five and ten year plans. And then I think you have to have these mid-level goals. Like by the end of this year, I'd like to see this. I'd like to be weighing this much. You know, I, and we, you know, some of my admin team, we we have we compete with one another on fitness goals. Just it, it's what we do. You know, it's and it keeps me honest and keeps them honest. Um, and and then, but if you just focus on like in a year, I want to have this. Well, that's not good enough either. It's not quite the five-year goal. It's a little bit more immediate, but but you have to have these daily goals. And I'm a big list guy. Um, yes. Oh my god. So a lot of times um, before I leave for the night, um, I'll write down things that I need to get done, and it's on my table for the for the morning. And and I'll tell you that being a high school principal, it's particularly when kids are here. It's a little bit crazy right now with with COVID, but you know typically. I'll have a list of eight to 10 things that I, that I plan to get done. And you know what? I may not get them all done. If I do, it's awesome to check that off, but also life happens, circumstances happen. And sometimes I get distracted, but, but I, then I try to come back to that and get those goals done. And it just, you know, it's, it's gratifying to work towards goals. It's, it feels good when you've accomplished them. Um, So I think it's important just to summarize you have to have goals for what's right in front of your nose. Mm. I got to get this done, this done, this done. But it's also really important to be thinking way down the road too, so that you you use those daily goals to get to that the big goal. Mm. You know, and again, whether you're talking about finance, you know, your personal finance, or you're talking about health goals, or you're talking about you know just where you want your organization to go or what you want to do professionally. Mm. I love that. I love that you talk about having a five, 10 year goal. Um, I tell people, I'm like, your goal has to be when it's like five years out, it has to be so big. It makes you want to throw up a little bit because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's a, such a big goal. I don't know if I could do it, you know, and it just makes your gut like quiver a little bit. Um, but I'm a huge list maker as well. I have my, usually my what's important now. And I have one, two, three things that I need to get done for the day. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge, you know, visual piece. It keeps you accountable to chipping away at your goals every single day. Cause if you're doing what's on the list, then you're automatically working towards the bigger picture. Um, so I love that, you know, having a big goal, smaller mid-level goals, and then, you know, daily action items that you're doing. Um, that's amazing. Okay. I'm glad I'm on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so if someone does want to start setting goals, where should they start? Should they start by setting, you know, that big five-year one and then, you know, create these mid-level goals and then start smaller with maybe like three to four things that they can work on every day? It kind of depends on, on where they are with, with themselves. But I think if, if they're listening to this and thinking, gosh, you know, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to change my, my professional trajectory or, or personal, you know, life uh, circumstances. I think it's important to start with, with the big five, five, 10 year goal. And I think it's important to, to be mindful about that. Um, and to be very public with that too, I, yeah. because there's, there's accountability there. 
If yeah. it's a secret, then you know, if you if you stop doing it, then there's no accountability. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I have an assistant principal, he's our athletic director, Mr. Greg, Scott Greg, and and he was telling me that, you know, he wanted everyone to know that he was getting his doctorate degree um, because it's hard. It's a lot of work and he does a lot of other things. And he said by me just kind of saying, I'm going to do this, it holds him accountable. Like he's got, he's got to do that. He's got to do that daily work of, of writing or reading or researching. Uh, so they are connected. So I would say go with the big goal, uh, the, the multi-year goal. And then, and then, then work into if I'm going to get here, then what do I need to do over the next, you know, six to twelve months? Mm. And then, what is my, how am I changing my daily routine? Yeah, because I think a lot of people. I love that you talked about a daily routine um, because I think a lot of people want these changes, but they don't change anything daily, and mm. so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't line up, it doesn't match up. Um, and I love that you chatted about accountability. That is huge. I go and tell, I tell one person each of my different goals. So then I'm like, everyone knows about all my goals. I have to do them. And it just kind of puts enough pressure on you to keep, keep you going and hold you accountable and keep that integrity. Um, wow. That's awesome. So you did talk about, you know, life gets in the way, it gets busy. There are some, you know, distractions that come up. Um, so if someone falls off um, of working towards their goal. How important is it to say, you know, like yes to the right things or knowing what to kind of eliminate from their life or get back on track? Because um, it can be hard when you're making change. It's exhausting. You're having to think about every step of the way that you're moving. Um, mm -hmm. What would you say to people who in the beginning can fall off fairly easily and they want to get back on? Um, what would you say to them to get more consistent with taking actionable steps towards their goal? Well, I think it's important to visualize what, what's going to happen once, once you've made that goal. You know, again, if you're talking about a fitness goal, just visualize, gosh, you know, if, if I, if I accomplish this thing, I, I'm going to, I'm really going to feel very good about myself and I'm going to, I'm going to feel healthy or, you know, whatever those, those personal goals are, if it's a professional goal, just, you know, visualize, you know, I really want a job that doesn't feel like a job. And I'm currently in that now, but, but I'm, I'm working. I, I want, I want to be an office manager. I want to be a principal or I want to be a, you know, whatever you want to be. Yeah. Uh, so, so visualization is, is super important. Um, and, and I think it's also important to have healthy relationships and, and surround yourself with healthy, positive people around you, uh, that help you along your journey. If it's a lonely journey, uh, then you're probably more apt to not be successful. And so if you, if you surround yourself with people that have your best interests in mind, uh, then they'll pick you up emotionally. And, um, um, and that, that, that's part of the journey. Um, you know, I think of like, uh, people that, and, you know, dealing with alcohol addiction, and they go to Alcoholics Anonymous. I mean, the, the whole, the whole, the whole premise behind that is is having allies uh, that are there to support you. And so that you know that that's an example of people trying to better themselves with with dependency on alcohol. So, you know, it it just and everyone's different. You know, we're talking about we were initially talking about career goals, but I think it, I think it's everything. Yeah, um, I you agree. Know, but but surround yourself with positive people that that have your best interests in mind. I think it's really important because um, very rarely do you pick a five or 10 year goal and you don't fall off. You don't, you don't take steps back. That, that's actually a normal part of the process. And 
uh, it's also pretty normal to shift those goals a little bit, which is not the same thing as just quitting or falling off your path. Just life circumstances change as well. But um, and that that then you just need to adjust your your goal. But when you just flat out fall off the bet the wagon, <laughs> you you've been working out. And then all of a sudden you're not working out because it's too hard to get up at you know four thirty in the morning or some ungodly hour. Uh, well, that's that's when that it's helpful to have that workout partner or, or whoever to to say, come on, let's get back on, let's keep doing this. Mm, I love that. I think your community and whoever surrounds you is your biggest support system. So having the right people is so important. I'm so glad you said that because um, I've had you know, the wrong people around me I've had, well, I mean, they were encouraging me to go party. So like, we were really good at that. And yeah, like, sure. I just don't half-ass anything in my life. So like, we were really, really good at that. But then mm -hmm. when you find the right people to, you know, it's like, oh, I found a new group who they're all in two triathlons. So you can't really have two, two of these very different groups. Right. Um, they're super supportive and, you know, they kind of pull you along when you're struggling through, you know, whatever your super long bike ride or your run. Um, so I think you're having a group that, you know, gets you and your bigger vision is huge. And then once again, access and accountability, because if I stop showing up to like Saturday morning rides, we're going to be like, Hmm, I wonder what she's doing. She's probably sleeping and I know I will get some crap for it the next week. Yeah. So I think that's huge. I love that everything that you've been mentioning. Wow. And also visualization. Mm -hmm. um, I've been listening to a few podcasts and uh, Phil Mickelson, every, every single time before he shoots, he mm -hmm. knows exactly what the shot's going to look like, feels like everything. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to incorporate that into my life, you know, just run through my day. What's that going to look like? And it right. has made a huge difference. I think it's hard to get in the habit uh, to begin with, to visualize, um, cause it can be hard to just sit and think, um, especially when it's new and it's kind of scary, like visualizing that you will be running, you know, um, a school with thousands of kids under you and that kind of thing. Um, that can be intimidating for a lot of people, but with practice, um, you'll get better like anything. And so, and then soon it becomes your reality. So I think it's yeah. awesome. Um, did I miss anything in terms of leadership planning and goal setting that you'd like to add? I, you know, I don't think so. I, I think that the, the most important thing is that, uh, nothing that is, uh, to be celebrated and, and honored is easy, um, or everyone would do it. And so I, I think that it's okay to understand that, that, uh, whatever big, uh, goal do you want to do? You just need to know that it's it's going to be hard, or you would have already done it. Yeah. And so don't be discouraged by that. So, and I would just you know I would echo the fact that you know surrounding yourself with with people that care about you, um, that want your best interests in mind, are, is really important because they'll, they'll help you. Mm, I love that. I love that. And maybe this is kind of my generation, but I think we're a little bit of instant gratification. We want everything kind of right now. Um, I think good things worth, um, you know, big goals take time. How would you say to kind of deal with, you know, this instant gratification itis, I'll call it. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, you might not see things right now, but it's working towards a bigger picture of like delayed gratification. Yeah. Well, a lot of times things with instant gratification, it feels good right in the moment, but then it doesn't last. 
Mm. Um, whereas things that take longer to cultivate and grow, um, take longer to cultivate and grow, but then they last longer. Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, like think about planting a tree. A lot of times these big trees will uh, only grow, you plant them and they'll only grow maybe an inch or two in their first year. But then once they take root and they're watered and they're cared for, uh, they might grow two or three, four feet a year. Um, and, and they've got a good solid root system and they're healthy. And, you know, likewise, if you go and you, you go to Home Depot or, or Lowe's and you plant a big tree right away and it, it, it falls over because the roots never took hold. It looked good for yeah. six months and then it died. So yeah. I'm not sure if that's a good analogy or not, well, but an excellent one, you know, so, um, and you pay a lot more money for that big old tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for the cheap one that'll take a little bit longer, yeah. but hey, yeah. that's where the good stuff is at. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just you know, and it's hard. It's it, it. We get you know, we get down to the word discipline, you know, and and uh, you know, having taking the long road and having a plan requires discipline. Having instant gratification. Uh, feels good, you know, you get those good chemicals going in your brain, but it doesn't, it, it, there's not a lot of discipline that's involved in that. And usually things that don't require a lot of discipline usually don't, aren't sustainable. Mm, I love that. Wow. that's powerful. Um, do you read books? I do. Yeah. <gasps> read every night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We drop, um, a couple of your favorite books that you love. Yep. I, uh, I, I really like the book, and again, you know, I'm, I don't teach history anymore, but I'm influenced by a lot of history. Yeah. Um, so one book I, that I really enjoyed, and it's actually been a while since I've read it, but uh, it's one of my favorites, is a Team of Rivals, Ooh. which is a book by Doris uh, Kernwin, uh, Goodwin, Doris Kearns Goodwin, and uh, it's basically, it's, an, it's a book about Abraham Lincoln, but it focuses on the fact that... Um, when he was elected president, um, he brought in people that ran against him for president uh, to be in his cabinet. So these are people that didn't have respect for him and did, they all thought they should be the president, not him. And, and he brought them in because they were actually really good, smart people. Yeah. And they, he needed to have good, smart people around him because the country was obviously splitting apart because of the Civil War. Um, and even though they initially didn't respect him, they were good at their jobs. And he, he was able through his leadership, he was able to get the best out of them and to explain why he wanted certain things done and get them to work well together, which they didn't always necessarily do. Yeah. And ultimately he was able to lead the country out of the civil war um, it couldn't have done it by himself. He had to have these people around him. And by the end, you know, when, when he was assassinated, which was just a week after the civil war ended, you know, all these people that doubted him, didn't think he was smart enough, didn't think he could do it, uh, all wept and, and, you know, were mournful and, and thought, my God, this is the best person that's ever been in this office. So, you know, it's just this leading, leading people through, a you know, terrible circumstances in which everything, everything, everything seems to be going awful. Um, and, and just, you know, staying the course and, and building people up and believing them, even when they don't believe in you. Mm. So it's, it's a really good book. So, um, you know, and I, I tend to gravitate towards, um, uh, I just, I like historical biographies. Uh, I get kind of a history teacher in me. I'm reading a book right now on Dean Atchison, who probably nobody knows, but he's a, he was a 
somebody that worked in, in uh, FDR and, and Truman's administrations and was a Secretary of State. And, uh, but, but what I pull from those books, uh, aside from just my nerdiness for, for liking that stuff, is I try, to, I, I try to just pull stuff like what mistakes did they make? Yeah. Um, uh, what flaws do they have? What flaws do I have? Um, and and try just try to get better and improve. I, I certainly um, I certainly know I've got a long ways to go in my journey, and and um, sometimes it's helpful just to read about what different people did uh, and to tie it all in together. Yeah, well, I love that. I think biographies are incredibly important because it, we can always learn from people who have done it before us. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. And um, you can, if you don't learn about history, it's bound to repeat itself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's absolutely like, I think all books are amazing. Everyone needs to read more books and watch mm -hmm. way less TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Great>. But that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're too glued to our phones to even know what a book is nowadays. Right. So yeah. I'm trying to change that one page at a time. <laughs> Cool. Well, I love that. I'll, I'll link these books below so that people can check them out. I'm so excited. Sure. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so glad to have you. We had such a great discussion. I can't wait to get this out. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. It's uh, great seeing you and say hi to uh, your family for me. Oh, I will. I will. Hey guys, wasn't that an awesome episode? I truly learned so much from Eric. He's so knowledgeable in his field and setting goals and being a leader, so it was a blessing to have him on the show. He mentioned several books in this show, which I've gone ahead and listed below in the show notes, so if you are interested in those, you can grab them right there from Amazon. And if you love this show today, please give the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. All right, have a great day. Allie out.